This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Topics worth uh, worthy of discussion because we have a whole lot of them today. And of course, they are brought to you from our good friends over at Pizzaville, pound 3636. We got Peter Sherman in the house, broadcaster, businessman, former MPP. Hello there, sir. Great to be with you, Alex. Oh. I hope you're having a terrific day. Oh, it's been a dandy. Let me tell you, it's uh, kept me running. Stephen Holiday, deputy mayor and council ward two. Hello there. Hey, how you doing? Always a pleasure to be here with you and such a great panel. Oh, there you go. Wow, kissing up. Uh, Lindsay Brawhead, Vice President over at Hill and Knowlton Strategies. Hello there. Good evening, Alex. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm better than Andrew Scheer, which is what we'll uh, start on today. Very tough day for him. He has resigned very suddenly as a conservative leader. And sources tell Global News that uh, members of the conservative uh, party were outraged uh, and demanded Scheer's resignation when they found out that party money had been spent on private schooling for his children. And sources say the expenditures were made without knowledge or approval of the fund. Now, the party does come out, Lindsay, and say, no, no, this was all on the up and up. We had signed off on that. And so we'll find out, I guess, in the coming days if that is the case. Um, But no one was expecting Shear to step down this suddenly because Mm -hmm. he just launched a website this week to fight the good fight for his leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's more to come. Like, maybe this is the but first... But wait, there's but wait. more. Yes, well, I, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, from a leadership point of view, I think it just re-emphasizes the brand problem that he had all along. Um, you know, he characterized Trudeau as entitled, as elitist. This kind of, you know, uh, only reiterates that point. Um, but I also think it, it calls the future of the party uh, into question quite a bit as well. Uh, you know, the vocal pundits and strategists that have put his leadership into question uh, because of his stance on some key social issues. I think this is really interesting because I, I'd like to know and like to think a little bit more about does this in fact, um, this accusation, does it weaken that position? Does it actually weaken the fact that uh, he's being booted out of the party for socialist issue, for social related issues, um, and that it will focus more on um, on uh, his uh, fraudulence, really, at the end of the day, um, allowing perhaps another yeah. red Tory, uh, a blue Tory, rather, to come through the door. Well, Peter, I mean, you look, it's not unheard of. You get politicians, they get, uh, you know, elected in and McGinty got moved and, and the party paid for it. Who'd, I mean, it's not unheard of. Whether or not it was signed off on and it was done on the up and up, that will be for, I guess, uh, another day. But it was quite sudden because he did say he was not going anywhere, even though I think most people knew he would not survive even to Christmas. Well, here's the thing that has been gnawing away in my mind. Nobody walked into uh, Stornoway or wherever he was living with uh, with bags of cash to pay for his kids' school. Somebody signed off on this. Somebody put their signature on a check. So people within the upper echelons of the party were aware of this. And uh, without defending him, because I was never a sheer fan to begin with, uh, it's not exactly uh, a first. Uh, Jean Charest was getting a bump up. I think it was, I remember, seventy-five or $80,000. Party leaders do get these kinds of things. They get clothing allowances. I've seen it from the inside. So I, I don't think that this is necessarily out of the ordinary. If he moved five kids from out west and uh, they were living in Ottawa and had to go to school and somebody decided that paying for that schooling was okay, fine. But I do agree with everything that Lindsay said. From a social perspective, uh, how does it look to say that uh, you've got a trust fund kid running the country and you're going to be the regular guy who was once upon a time in 
insurance agent or an insurance broker or whatever he was, and he's getting that kind of uh, of a nod financially from the party. That's what's wrong with the picture, but uh, I know you're going to get into the whole issue of what are they going to do with the party and what was wrong with Andrew Shear, and I'll leave that for the next time around. Yeah, we've got a lot to get through, but Stephen, I mean, the bottom line is, like Peter said, you know, he sold himself as the everyday guy, you know, and then he had the issues with, where, like, are you from the States? Are you, you know, an insurance broker? And then, you know, whether or not he has his money or not, the optics of it don't look great because he's got the house, he's got, you know, uh, he gets a big, big paycheck. Why couldn't he send his kids to Catholic school? I mean, it's I'm not sure donors give money to parties to pay for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it certainly is bizarre and off-brand. But I'm uh, a little leery that this suddenly came to light. There must have been people that knew about this in the party's structure, and I think it's probably more yeah, all than, the sharks behind the scenes. More than one person <laughs> that would have signed off on it. My suspicion is, you know, there's been blood in the water for a little while, and this was maybe the the time, the straw that broke the camel's back, and the, this was broken at the same time as maybe a reason for it. Uh, but at the same token, you know, I, there was no rumors of him stepping down. There was no uh, actions that you would think that the the party was going to, uh, you know, make a big change. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get why now. Uh, it's a long way off. I think it's April is the is the convention for it. Not anymore. It's now a lot sooner. Yeah, I, I guess it's going to have to be. They're going to have to, to scramble and put the money into uh, making the organization uh, select its new leader. So, uh, you know, all very strange. You know, I, at the end of the day, I, I still liked Andrew Shear. I ne- never really found major issue well, with He's him. a nice guy. He's a very uh, funny guy. You he, just didn't see that personality on the campaign trail. I, I, mean, I would like to see the analysis, the debrief after the election, which I'm not sure is complete at this point in time to figure out exactly what happened. But maybe it's the fundamentals. Was he the right guy for the right time and place right now. Um, you know, Canada is a very diverse place and there's different approaches to conservatism and maybe a very hard blue conservative was not the right choice for a leader. Stepping back and looking at from a macro perspective. Right. And so here we go, because the Sharks have been circling. They got their wish. He is gone. And, you know, there's no question, Peter, you've been in public life. It is very difficult to have to step down or step away from politics. So you would relate to the fact that um, just suddenly just going out of, of politics of what that feels like. And so moving forward, they're going to have to come up with a new person to come Well, in. stepping away is, is uh, terrible. It's terrible. And, and uh, I did it too for reasons that I'm not going to get into right now. But uh, And you, you, you really lick your wounds for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you recover. He'll be whatever he's going to be. And uh, in some senses, an eminence grease, despite the fact that he never got elected, he led the party to a larger uh, representation within the House than what was there before. And uh, he, uh, he knocked it out of the park where the Prairie Provinces were concerned, uh, denying Trudeau even one seat. So there's something there. But my take was always that Andrew Scheer was, sorry, an empty suit. And I've used that phrase for the last eight months, since before people were even talking about the election. So I've been consistent on this. Um, He always made me feel that uh, the best you could be in Canada, if you were really trying, was an aging, white, straight, Christian male. And I checked most of those boxes, not all of them, and I didn't like it. And, and a party, any party, especially one that says it's a big tent, has to throw the tent open and have a leader who is inclusive and, and be able to um, show the leadership that invites people who don't check those boxes in any way, shape, or form to feel that they are as welcome. I'm not saying he felt that way. I'm saying people felt that way as a result of his leadership. So I think there's an opportunity here. And you're quite right. The uh, April review is not necessary anymore. They may have a meeting. Maybe that's when they're going to have the leadership runoff because we need it in short time if we're going to see uh, a competitive election in 12 or 18 months.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 